0: Epic Games acquires Fall Guys and more coming up on today's episode of the Latest in Tech News. Hey Gadgeteer, you're just in time for the latest episode of the world's fastest growing show on tech and gadget news. That's right. This is the Latest in Tech News. My name is Taylor Merrick and uh, well, we'll be getting quickly into the news here. But before we do, I wanted to let everybody know that we are having a $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. Details for that can be found over at technewsgadget.net or in the show notes for this episode. It is starting now. The giveaway ends on the 15th, and the winner will be picked at that time. So be sure to uh, get more details on that if you are interested in, well, acquiring a $50 Amazon gift card. But... To get into the news, we'll be covering the Epic Games acquisition of the Fall Guys studio. And I know what you're going to say, well, Taylor, this is gaming news. So why don't you do like a gaming segment uh, anymore? I'm trying to break stuff up a little bit, um, but this was relevant enough that I figured it kind of falls, I know, gray area into the tech news category. So I'm going to cover it nonetheless. We'll also be looking at Microsoft launching a Mesh service for augmented reality collaboration. Um, And I Pokemon Go also took advantage of this um technology as well. Kind of interesting, so we'll be getting into that. We'll also be taking a look at Google Workspace. Has some very cool tools coming soon. We'll also be taking a look at Razer's tiny Tomahawk gaming PC that you can purchase starting today. It looks pretty neat, and the specs are quite intriguing. We'll also be taking a look at the DJI FPV drone that takes you into disguise with its 4K camera. It's actually like a headset type thing. Oh, it's pretty interesting. And finally, we'll be taking a look at the PlayStation Store uh, to stop selling movies and TV shows in August. But uh, with that being said, let's hop on over to today's feature story. All right. Feature article. This article comes to us from Kotaku, and it looks like uh, Epic Games has purchased Mediatonic, maker of last year's hit battle royale, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. The company announced today, according to Epic, for those wondering or worried or curious, gameplay isn't changing, and the company will continue to support Fall Guys across platforms, including PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Your gameplay isn't changing, and neither is our mission to bring Fall Guys to as many players as possible. Uh, Each season will continue to expand the game with new content, features, rounds, and costumes. It's not exactly clear what this means for the future on Steam, um, but we'll we'll see. Um, The company previously purchased Rocket League maker Psyonix in 2019 and a year later stopped sales of the game on Valve Storefront. Um, So when Kotaku reached out... Um, to Epic regarding keeping Fall Guys for sale on Steam. Long-term plans are still in motion, but we expect to bring Fall Guys to the Epic Game Store at some point to help them expand to new audiences. Mediatonic's previous games include the excellent Murder by Numbers puzzle game, as well as the Gears Pop mobile adaptation of Gears of War. Fall Guys launched last summer there, and on PlayStation 4 as a free PlayStation Plus game for paid subscribers, and it proved a nice distraction um, for many, many people and kind of became famous because of it. Uh, It's also been a powerhouse of a crossover, with skins released every few weeks, supporting characters ranging from Sonic to Cuphead, so... Yeah, it's um kind of interesting. What do you guys think of the news? Good, bad? Otherwise, let me know down in the comments, or if you're watching via video, uh, or if you want to um, share feedback in another way, uh, technewsgadget at gmail.com is a good email address if you want to send something to us directly. But uh, I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier today when the news first broke. I said, this is kind of cool, because it's a technology that they have going on um, with fall guys, um, and then bringing that over into Epic games and then kind of distributing it out throughout its platform. So we'll have to wait and see exactly how it all susses out, but, um, I'm sure it'll be fun nonetheless. All right, moving on to our next article today, by the way, if you guys are interested, um, Any of the news covered here, you can find over at technewsgadget.net. Just want to make sure you guys have that as a resource and you know where to find it. Otherwise, we are on social media platforms. Just feel free to connect with us on your platform of choice, and uh, we'll keep you updated best we can. This article comes to us from CNBC, and it's Microsoft showing off its vision for future meetings with your colleagues as holograms. Floating in space. And I figured I had to cover this because this is kind of interesting. Microsoft on Tuesday announced Mesh, a service to build apps for people to collaborate in augmented reality. For those of you who don't know, AR shows computer-generated images superimposed over the real world. Nearly all the major tech players are working on the technology. And as they strive to create the next computing platform that will replace a smartphone, um, the tech that we have now is kind of clunky, expensive, for example, if you're going to get the Microsoft HoloLens, uh, that starts at 3500 And so far, they've mainly been used in industrial applications. Apple and Facebook are reportedly building their own AR headsets or glasses for release over the next couple of years. But with Mesh, Microsoft wants to ensure that people who don't have AR systems can participate in virtual meetings with those who do. The goal is to enable people to join Mesh-enabled meetings on any device, such as a PC, tablet, or smartphone. It'll also work with VR headsets, slightly different class of device that immerses people in a computer-generated world, but block out the physical environment and are generally cheaper and more common in AR headsets. For example, HP sells a VR device that works with Windows, the Reverb G2, for $600. Now, to illustrate what Mesh can do, Microsoft built a sample app that runs on a HoloLens. After putting on a HoloLens and opening the app, a person can design an avatar to represent themselves and join a meeting with other people whose avatars appear like holograms is actually kind of interesting. People's heads, bodies, and hands can all move thanks to the information the headsets capture and it's possible to talk with everyone similar to a video call. Additionally, users can import, display, and manipulate ready-made and custom 3D holograms and three-dimensional drawing tools are available as well. Over time, Microsoft plans to incorporate Mesh into its own application, such as the Teams collaboration app, as a way for coworkers to meet without actually being in the office, so it's definitely interesting. Um, good, bad, or otherwise, it remains to be seen, but uh, I kind of like where this tech is going. It's kind of creepy, but kind of cool and interesting at the same time we're sitting there waiting, going, okay, we've seen this stuff in the movies and on TV shows. Um, when's it actually going to come out? Or some, I don't know, piece of it that can feel relevant This is what i've been wondering and, and finally we may be get something uh, out of it yay <laughs> it takes it long enough i mean we're still trying to catch up with back to the future all right moving on google is detailing how workspace formerly g suite is getting new features for remote workers um so there's a couple new new incoming options In the near future, if you use Workspace at your company uh, or you have some Google-branded hardware around your home, you'll soon be getting access to new interesting ways to work remotely. One intriguing addition looks to be the second screen meeting capability shown above. And if you're wondering what above is, I'm actually recording this as a video as well. Um, But if you click over on the article for this uh, segment, you can definitely see the image um which will allow you to see meeting participants on one screen, like a TV or via a Chromecast, while using your laptop or smart display for other functions, which is nice. The live caption feature available on pixel devices will be enabled in workspace meetings in English, Spanish, German, Portuguese, and French to start. Split screen option on mobile is also planned. Um there's also calendar getting the ability to break up work hours into more variable chunks without needing multiple entries, and the option to share locations and availability with colleagues. A new focus time tool will help minimize notifications and distractions for assigned periods. And they are also planning on introducing Workspace Frontline, a new tier specifically designed to link between conventional working teams and frontline workers, such like firefighters, police, emergency, medical services. Um, But then there's also some voice assistant commands. Um, that are going to be updating that as well. So details for that are in the show notes for you guys to take a look at. All right, moving on to some gadget news. For those of you interested in the uh, latest Razer offering, we have the Tomahawk gaming PC. It is available for purchase starting today. Um, if you are interested, it the main selling point of this gadget is the nvidia rtx 3080 um and let's just say it's uh definitely priced accordingly razer's small form factor tomahawk gaming desktop is finally available for sale mostly pc's main appeal apart from its size is that you only need to worry about two parts the nuc and a graphics card razer has a listing for a version that comes with just the nuc which would allow users to slot in a graphics card of their own but it seems to be marketed As out of stock. Um, The version that's available for today comes with an otherwise extremely hard to get RTX 3080 Founders Edition. Now, if you have the $3,200 to spend on the version with the 3080, today's launch could definitely be the deal you're looking for. You can add it to cart, and Razor's site says it will ship the next business day. As for the NUC only version, still listed out of stock, just like both versions were when they were kind of. Available for pre-order in December, Um, no response yet from Razer regarding that, and the availability of the NUC-only version, but the computer is using Intel's NUC, or next unit of computing, as its brain, meaning the actual PC part is just a card that slots in next to the GPU. seems that there's only one version of the Tomahawk so far, and here are the following specs. It has an Intel Core i9 ninety-nine eighty HK8 core CPU, a five hundred and twelve GB NVMe SSD, and a two point five inch two terabyte hard drive, sixteen gigabytes of DDR4 uh RAM and RGB lighting, of course. The price point though, a CPU that is two generations out of date is a bit rough, but they can probably be blamed on Intel. Um Intel hasn't really released any updated um hard for that and because of the design you can't swap or upgrade the cpu yourself though it's not worth noting that the ram and storage can be switched out but uh yeah for those of you interested here's the link right right here for you guys to go take a look all right moving on to more gadget news uh for those of you who like drones the dji fpv drone uh, has come out with a 4K camera and video goggles. Uh, it's effectively an eagle simulator. It's kind of interesting. By the way, if you're watching this show and you're wondering, is there a podcast available? Yes, there is. Head on over to the podcast app of your choice. Type in latest in tech news and you can subscribe right there. Or you can head on over to latestintechnews.com and uh, then you can kind of make your selection and choice from there. By the way, The $50 Amazon gift card giveaway that is currently going on and ends on March 15th has to do with the podcast. Namely, if you leave a review, you'll be entered in to win an Amazon gift card. If you want to get in on that, I'll make sure to have a link in the show notes for this article. Otherwise, you can head on over to technewsgadget.net. Make sure to have a link there for you to enter as well, as well as on social media. Uh, I'll have links there as well. So be sure you get your entries in before the 15th. And you, my friend, could be the lucky winner of a $50 Amazon gift card. You to splurge on whatever you want. Um, and back to the article. This one's coming to us from TechRadar. The DJI FPV has officially landed, and this first person view flyer is promising to be an exciting cross between a racing drone and a cinematic sky based camera like the DJI Mavic Air 2, uh, which I believe I probably covered in a previous article as well. This one differs from the company's other drones in one key way. Rather than flying it via a video feed on a controller screen, you instead get an onboard view thanks to some bundled head mounted goggles. This promised to give you the experience of flying like an eagle or kind of being in the real world cockpit of a plane on microsoft flight simulator in this sense it's similar to the racing drones which have become increasingly popular with the rise of professional competitions like the drone racing league which is crazy fast how they go but this new ready to fly drone is less targeted at racing and more towards beginners who want to try the first person experience while shooting 4k aerial videos um, now while it can't quite match the 120 miles per hour of pro racing drones it is nippier and more nimble than any mavic drone thanks to the top speed of 87 miles per hour and the ability to zip from 0 to 62 miles per hour in just two seconds flat uh, for those of you interested it can shoot 4k 60p video with rock steady image stabilization and a decent 120 megabyte per second bitrate all via its 150-degree wide-angle lens. Um, it does have a smaller sensor, um, but the, it works out. This means that you can expect decent quality video and images in good light, albeit via a very wide-angle lens. But the um, unique selling point here is really that ability to get a soaring view of landscapes and scenery, via the included DJI Goggles V2 and the ability to control it using DJI's new optional single-handed motion controller, which lets you fly the drone using hand movements. It it gets kind of crazy here because um, you're like, wait, um, I have the goggles on. I control it that way, and then I'm controlling it with a hand And then I have my phone looking (laughs) kind of crazy. Um, But whether you use an emotion controller or the standard pad, you'll always need the goggles to see where you're flying. They show a live video feed from the drone at uh, 810p quality at either 60 or 120 frames depending on which quality you choose and from up to 10 kilometers away if you're in the U.S. or 6 kilometers for flyers everywhere else in the world. As for latency... um, They claim to have solved this with the latest version of its technology called O3. This promises to send a high bitrate 50 megabytes per second feed to the goggles and apparently brings new anti-interference tech to help you get a reliable feed. Um, I'm looking for pricing here. If you are interested, you can buy the drone from today in a couple of different bundles. The standard combo, which includes the drone, remote controller, and goggles, costs around $1,300 US if you need a little more range you can pick it up um, with two extra batteries and a dedicated charging hub for an extra $300 and you can also get an optional motion controller available for an extra $200 keep in mind there are laws for flying the drone um, so you need to check in your area what you can and can't do and then follow the rules accordingly if you're okay then you're good to go. If you're not, you should probably check and make sure. But man, having it simpler and simpler to just have a really nice view without, you know, going pro racing or spending way too much money. Man, 4K though, this is kind of nice. So if you are interested in that, click the link in the show notes and it'll take you right to the article. And then from there, you can likely get the link directly to the store itself. On to the final article. All right, disappointing news, and I wanted to keep the worst for last. Um, The PlayStation Store will be stopping the sales of movies and TV shows on August 31st. You see, I know why. A lot of streaming services have popped up, kind of rendering the PlayStation Store movie and TV show purchase and rentals uh, that they had. And they're kind of like... eh." Eh, we're probably not getting a lot anyways. so we're probably just going to have to just cancel this out. Um, The article goes on to say you'll have to turn to third-party services you want to buy or rent videos on your PlayStation later this year. Sony is discontinuing the PlayStation Store movie and TV show purchase and rentals on August 31st. The electronics giant feels a tremendous growth in subscription and ad-supported streaming services has reduced the need for an in-house purchase and rental option. And me personally, and, and they probably know this too, but they're not telling you, so I'll tell you. People probably aren't purchasing and renting and watching and storing much on um, um using what PlayStation Store has already. So they're like, We're not gonna get too much mileage off this anymore. And eh, just cancel it. Any movies and shows that you you've purchased will remain available on your PlayStation, PlayStation four or five mobile devices after the August 31st cutoff, Sony said. However, um You won't be able to buy anything new, which is probably fine with all this stuff launching. So, good, bad, or otherwise, um, it's kind of unfortunate if you did depend on the PlayStation store to snag movies and shows while they're still relatively new. The experience won't be quite as seamless as it was before. We doubt this will be enough of an issue to prompt an Xbox exodus, though, but it's slightly sad to see the end of a long chapter in PlayStation history come to an end. But, all good things end, so... Figured I'd leave you on that one note. What a sour note to leave you on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys will be fine. You probably don't even use a PlayStation store for movies and TV shows, do you? Right. And I only probably have like one movie on two, so I'm not too worried. I mean, my only worry was, oh, great. Is that going to be deleted? No, I'll just have it. It'll just sit there and past, Um, for me to watch whenever. But uh, yeah. That wraps up this episode of Delayus Latest in Tech News. Thanks for tuning in. Latest in Tech News can be found on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else podcasts are found. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know by leaving a review and sharing this episode with a friend. However, if you want to enter that $50 Amazon gift card giveaway, links are in the show notes and over at technewsgadget.net for you to enter, and you can leave a review and get a chance at winning 50 bucks. And a gift card, and go on a spending spree. Get whatever you want. Just if it's over fifty, it's on you. I'm just saying. Also, double check that you're subscribed so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host Taylor Merrick, and remember for the latest in tech, gadget, and gaming news, visit TechNewsGadget.net. Pretty much keeping awesome guys, and I'll see you on the flip side.